Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. I Love a Mystery A Carlton E. Morse audio novel featuring Jack, Doc, and Reggie, specialists in crime and adventure. Now following the northwest trail of a missing millionaire, a killer cougar, and the Phantom Castle. This is Fred Foy introducing Jim Harmon's presentation of Les Tremaine and Tony Clay in an original Carlton Morse thriller, The Fear That Creeps Like a Cat. o'clock midnight in the Phantom Castle on an unidentified island somewhere off the west coast of Canada. Jack, Doc, and Reggie are the prisoners of Richard Cooper, who has hindered their search for Alexander Archer from the beginning. Now that he has brought the three comrades to this ancient island castle, they have found out the following. Alexander Archer himself is apparently a prisoner in the castle also, and at the moment very ill that no one brought to this island by Cooper has ever left alive, that Cooper, besides being interested in keeping the outside world from finding Archer, is engrossed in some kind of scientific problems which have to do with experimenting with mountain lions and human beings, and finally, that Cooper enjoys playing with his victims as a cat enjoys playing with a mouse. Witness the manner in which he is working on the nerves and emotions of the three comrades. Now then, inside with you. But Jack, take it easy, Reggie. Come on. Good night. Yeah. Well, here we are, Reggie. Back upstairs in our own special dungeon. Hardly call this a dungeon, though. Three or four rooms as big as barns with all modern conveniences. But what about Doc? Well, what about him? He's downstairs playing poker with Cooper. But it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense around here. Why did he keep us chained to our chairs down there from eight until midnight while he and Doc played poker? I don't know. And why did he suddenly decide he didn't want us about anymore? Why did he order Frankie to bring us back up here to our rooms while he and Doc went on playing poker? I don't know that either. I don't know what's the matter with me, Jack, but I'm afraid. What of? I don't know. 
If I could only find out, if I only knew. But you sense it, Jack, don't you? Yes, of course. There's real, actual danger here. That's the reason we can't afford to lose our heads. I... I don't know what's the matter. I've never felt like this before in my life. A sort of a creeping horror. Come on over here. Sit down on the bed. Go ahead. Sit up. Quite. Now then, let's try to get to the bottom of this thing. There's reason behind what's going on here. A sinister reason, perhaps, but nevertheless a good sound reason. Of course. We started out in search of Alexander Archer, and this is Cooper's way of stopping us. No. It's more than that. We've had proof that Cooper doesn't gag at murder. So if he simply wanted to stop our search for Archer, why didn't he kill us in Port Forest? No, no, no. There's something more. The man's insane, in my opinion. No, he's not. No. Cooper's deadly sane. As a matter of fact, he's so sane... Listen to that. They're not pets. They're part of something he's doing, something that's very important in his life. If we could find out what that is... I don't like it. You hear? I don't like it. Listen. Let's analyze what Cooper's done to us so far. Let's see if it doesn't make sense somewhere. Quite. I know I'm acting like a bloody blighter. First, he kidnaps us and goes to a great deal of pains to make sure we're completely disappeared out of the world. Quite. We're as non-existent as Jake Sims' body after Frankie threw him in the underground river. That's number one. He's made us feel utterly in his power. Now, number two... He brought us to a heavily wooded island, in the midst of which is this great evil-looking medieval castle. Phantom Castle. Sank two centuries ago and then arose after lying on the bottom of the ocean all those years. So he says. I want more proof than his word. He says there's a history. No matter where it's been the last 200 years, the matter of its presence here in this wilderness is too fantastic. We're not only lost to the world, but we've been plunged into a... a well, a, a, a sort of nightmarish fairyland. Land of monsters, screaming panthers, great wolf dog with bloodshot eyes and wicked fangs. Old man Cooper playing with us like a cat when a mouse. There you hit the key to the whole business. He's a sort of god in this world. We're merely something to amuse him. He can poke us with his finger and watch us wriggle. When he's tired, crush us under his heel. But that's mania, Jack. Wanting to be God, to subjugate his fellows. That's insanity. He likes to dominate, yes. But his real purpose is something else, something scientific. Haven't you noticed how he keeps referring to the advancement of science? You mean in connection with Doc? Well, he's fixed his attention on Doc right now, yes. That crazy mad poker game. Doc down there playing for his life. Each poker chip representing an hour in his life. Doc never played better poker. Whatever possessed Cooper to start a game like that? If he really intends to use us for experiments, what's the object of delay? Why sit down at cards and tell your victim that every poker chip he can win represents another hour of reprieve for him? Well, in the first place, real gamblers like high stakes. But Doc's life? He's down there sweating agony right now. But if he ever gets out of here, this will be the one poker game above all others. I think Cooper is enjoying it just as keenly. You don't think Doc is in any immediate danger? Not now. Remember what Linda Joyce said? As long as you amuse Cooper, you're safe. Well, I think Doc's giving him the time of his life. I, I hope so. When Cooper had us handcuffed to our chairs down there, I thought something beastly was about to happen. Hold it. All right. Come in, Doctor. Hello, Linda. 
All right, guards. Close and lock the door. I'll pound at it when we're ready to come out. Evening, Jack. Reggie? Righto. Late evening. Midnight, anyway. Well, Mr. Cooper thought you boys might like to meet his assistant while he and Doc are finishing up their poker game. Oh, they are finishing it up. Huh? Yes. They're almost through. Dr. Thorne, I want you to meet Jack Packard. Mr. Packard. And this is Reggie York, Mr. Thorne. Mm, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he'll do, he'll do. I'll do for what, Dr. Thorne? What? Oh, oh, yes, yes, I see what you mean. Just talking out loud. Mm, perhaps you were, but I don't care for what you said. Oh, come on. Let's try to get along. Everyone sit down. Uh, thank you, Miss Joyce. You say Cooper thought we'd like to meet Dr. Thorne? Yes, he's Cooper's assistant. Assistant in what? By his scientific investigations, of course. Specifically, just what is Cooper investigating? What field of science is he so interested in? Linda, I was under the impression these men were informed. Well, you know how it is. Cooper was supposed to have told him, but I guess he didn't. Very definitely he didn't. Oh, yes, yes, I see. So, supposing you break down and tell us yourself. If you wish. We are particularly interested in the sensation of fear, terror, especially as it is expressed in the human mind. Fear? Terror? That leaves a lot to be explained. There's a very interesting experiment going on downstairs at this moment. You mean that poker game? Right. I was down watching a few moments ago. <laughs> Extraordinary how much zest and vigor your friend Doc shows, even after four hours of steady playing. Oh, mind clear as crystal. Quick decisions, muscular reaction above normal, and all this because the man is... Playing for his life. <laughs> Every fiber of mind and body are lashed to superhuman efforts by fear. You mean Doc really is playing for his life? That business about each chip representing an hour? Oh, positively. The number of hours until he participates in the most serious experiment, I, I may almost say in its final experiment for us, Depends on the number of poker chips he has in front of him at the end of the game. And when does the game end? Mm, let's see. Uh, oh, yes. Five more minutes. Five more minutes, isn't it, Miss Joyce? Yes. This man isn't being funny, Linda. Funny? He, he He's perfectly serious about everything he's saying. Oh, I assure you he is. I wasn't sure. He spoke so glibly about using Doc in one final experiment. I assume you mean by that that the experiment will lead to his death. Almost certain to. So you have joined Cooper in the butchering business? I beg your pardon? Murder. Butchering your fellow being. Miss Joyce, that's this man talking about. Well, after all, Dr. Thorne, you can't expect victims to look upon you as a very high type of individual. I am a scientist. Sure, but no one likes to die, even at the hands of a scientist even for so noble a cause of the advancement of science. The layman has a most peculiar point of view. Dr. Thorne, if Mr. Cooper was to throw you to his pen of mountain lions... Miss Joyce! Oh, all right. Did you say throw him in the den of mountain lions? 
Uh, just a rather gruesome figure of speech. May, may I ask you a question, Dr. Thorne? Certainly. You say you and Cooper are studying fear and its reactions on the mind and body of human beings. That's right. Then what are the mountain lions for? I'd rather not talk about that, Mr. Packard. Why not? They're a part of your experimental work, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are that. Well, then, why so hesitant to talk about them? I thought all true scientists were eager to discuss their work. Listen. Prometheus is howling. That means Cooper's tied him up for the night. And that means the poker game's over. Yes. Well, then, Doc will be up here in a minute. I... I don't know. Why not? What do you mean you don't know? Why, why, I imagine it will depend on how many poker chips he had left at the end of the game. That was the understanding, wasn't it? He began with 24 chips, which represented 24 hours. Every chip he won from Cooper added another hour to his existence. And with every chip he lost, deducted an hour? Oh, yes, that's right. If he lost all his chips, uh, I don't think... You'll see your friend again. Linda, you can do something about that, can't you? Why, why... Of course you can. I don't care what happened in that game. I want to see Doc again. But, but... I won't take no for an answer. I want to see Doc again. You understand? You're yep. big, unreasonable, Packard. I don't care anything about reason. I want to see Doc. Are you going to take us to Cooper? It's no use, Reggie. If Cooper's decided... Dr. Thorne, you're a dead man unless... Hold it. Hiya, folks. Here I am. Hey. Hey, Reggie, you ain't a choking that fella, are you? I was. Well, doggone. Close the door, guard. Everything's all right. Oh, you're back with us for the night. Why, yeah, sure. Why? Well, we... We were just getting a little nervous. Hey, you didn't think I lost in a poker game, did you? We didn't know. <laughs> Shucks, no. Uh, looky here. 32 poker chips. 32. Got them, folks. Too bad it wasn't 132. Nope. Cooper was too smart for that. Doggone smart poker player. But you're satisfied then? Sure. 32's better than a kick in the teeth, I always say. That's it then. 32 hours to live. Well, what the heck? I can do a lot of living in 32 hours. Doggone if I can't. Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie have come to you in I Love a Mystery. Created and written by Carlton E. Morse. Scripts copyrighted by Morsel Co. Incorporated. Produced and directed by story editor Jim Harmon. Featuring Les Tremaine as Jack Packard and Tony Clay as Doc Long. Consultants Frank Brzee and David Lloyd. Your announcer, Fred Foy. This presentation has come from Hollywood. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. 
please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.